Dear friends, I'm Shanice J, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to Love for Will, the new voice of willpower. Today we are going to discuss having faith during breast cancer to bring on healing and joy. I'm so excited to introduce Ms. Natasha Moore to help us with this discussion by sharing her own personal journey. Natasha is a devoted mother, mother, phenomenal author, and a four-year breast cancer survivor. She shares her story of how her strong faith in God healed her body and brought her joy. Natasha believes in speaking and praying what you need and want into existence, so never give up. She wants to share her own, her own testimony with anyone who is willing to listen to inspire and encourage other people to trust and believe in the process and have hope that they too can get through many challenges that life has to offer. Thank you so much, Natasha, for being here. Love her well, uh, I'm spoken gonna tell you how you feel, no fake news, no, no, no. Well, power gonna get you that real, black girl power in hills, everyone's equal, that's how I feel, black girl power in hills, everyone's equal, that's how I feel. How are you feeling today? I feel fine. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. It's a pleasure. Thank you. You look wonderful in that pink. You're glowing. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, I love Thank it. you. Pink is my favorite color. Um, so let's go ahead and get into it a little bit. So I mentioned you're a four-year <laughs> breast cancer survivor. So when and how did you discover that breast cancer? Um, this year, um, this coming October, will make four years. Okay. And um, I actually discovered it on my own. Wow. Um, having been 44, I actually have had several mammograms beforehand, and something just didn't feel right about what the doctors were telling me. Um, dense tissue, uh, it's normal, and... You know, of course, I would always ask, well, I feel this, you know, right. is it not a lump or, you know, and the explanation would always be, you need to lay off the sodas, um, less coffee, and all of those things. So, in my mind, something was festering. Right. Yes. So, um, something about that particular time that I had to schedule my upcoming mammogram. Right. I felt like I needed to ask more questions. Right. And lo and behold, God had placed me in a place where I actually worked closely with women who did the scanning. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's a blessing. So, um, yes, it was because um, once I started asking questions, it caused them to be concerned. Mm-hmm. Caused them to be concerned. And um, the more questions and you know, that I asked, they were like, well, maybe you need a diagnostic. Mm -hmm. right. So um, that's pretty much how I found it. Um, I guess you would call it intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, um, things happening. Um, I can remember getting calls at midnight 
to make donations to breast cancer societies. Wow. And I'm like, why am I getting these calls at midnight, three o'clock in the morning? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so all of those things kind of made me aware. And that's what made me pay attention to what was going on with me, you know, my body, what I felt and what I felt was going on. Right. What do you what do you think led up to your um, your breast cancer? What do you believe um, led up to the development of it as far as how do you think you got it? Was it family history or environmental? I really think it's um, unknown family history. Um, And I say unknown because um, I don't really know a lot about my dad's side of the family. Okay. Um, but my mother's side, no one had it. Okay. So I would always just kind of go on that. But I did take the testing, the genetic screening. Okay. I did do that. And turns out that I am a carrier of the um, hereditary gene. So um, I, I stress to many, you know, if you, you're, you're kind of clueless as to why or what happened or Nobody in your immediate family has it. Do the genetic screening. It can go back years, yeah. you know, even before your parents' parents. Right. You know, so that's that's very important. Very important. Right. What was your immediate reaction um, when you got your results from breast cancer? Well, <laughs> um, it was frightening. Um, Unfortunately, my daughter was with me once they actually just told me. Okay. And I had to kind of keep it together, you know, before I just, I'll say fall all the way out because that's exactly what I did. Once I kind of headed her out with her friend, um, it was kind of funny how it happened. Um, I was actually in a bank when I got the call. Okay. And she was with me, and um, when I answered the call, they told me over the phone, which to me is a no-no. Right. That's a no-no. You don't call anyone and give them that type of information over the phone. Right. You know, I was driving, and it it was a mess. It really was a mess. But um, the teller had me to go into a room Mm -hmm. because she saw that I was just distraught. Yeah. And I kind of calmed myself down a bit and um, told her that I'd finish this later, that I had to leave. She knew why I had told her. And um, got home, told my daughter I wasn't feeling well, and told her to call her friend okay. uh, to finish the shopping, because that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell you, about 10 minutes after she left, yeah, I just screamed. Mm. I was screaming. Um I questioned God, why me? Mm-hmm. Um, I had been through so much in my life. I just couldn't believe that, okay, I got to go through this too. Right. So I was angry. I was very angry, very yeah. angry. I questioned, um, I did all kind of things, yeah. you know, um, and that's natural. Yeah. That's natural. It is. Because I really feel like you have to react to being told. You can't yeah. keep that stuff in. It will literally kill you trying to keep it in. So, you know, I, I questioned him as, as spiritual as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I screamed and cursed and I did all kinds of things. Yeah. Because I just yeah. could not believe I had to endure this too. 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. And just hearing you say it again, kind of, you know, I feel it in my heart now, you know, like you're tearing up yeah, now just thinking about it. Yeah. I am. I am. It's, because it's, I, just thinking back, thinking back to it, you know, it, it was horrible, you know, mm -hmm. it was horrible because um, me being of a small family, it was just me and my children. You know, I had been married and divorced, and I was going, actually going through a divorce at the time of this diagnosis. Oh. Um, it was just, I, I kept saying one thing after another, one thing after another. You know, when am I going to get a break? Right. You know, so, um, it, it, was, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So how would you, I read your book, and I, I'm going to show you guys how to order her book um, at the end here. Um, you talked about, you know, how cancer has changed you. Mm -hmm. What would you, how would you describe yourself before cancer versus after cancer? Before cancer, I don't feel like I was living, if that makes sense. I, I just feel like I was kind of existing. Okay. Um, my focus was my children and making sure that they didn't have to endure anything that I went through, you know, as a child growing up. Um, I didn't really do much. All I did was worked and, you know, kind of was passive about a lot of things. And um, I'll say this, I wasn't, I didn't have the relationship mm -hmm. that I now have with God. Okay. You know, so, um, I'm really proud of the woman that I am now versus the woman who I was. Um, I don't feel like I was a bad person or anything. I was just existing. You know, I didn't do, I only did what I had to do. I didn't right. do anything, you know, out of the ordinary or you know, I didn't push myself. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you have kids and you're a single mom, you tend to put all your energy, energy towards your uh, kids. All I knew is I wanted my kids to graduate college. Right. You know, I didn't have that push. So I pushed, you know, to make sure that that happened with them. Um, and I, you know, succeeded at doing that. But now it's like a whole nother um, person, a different, I'm still me, yeah. but I look at things differently. I don't take anything for granted, anything. I don't care how small, how big, whatever it is. I don't take anything for granted. Um, I no longer run from what I call is my gift. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to connect with a lot of people, um, you know, about different things, different walks of life. I never understood why, but, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going. Right. You know? yeah. So I'm just better overall, you know, my mindset, um, my heart, you know, um, I allow myself to love and not be afraid of that. And um, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm, I'm in a totally different place. Yeah. If that yeah, makes sense. Almost, yeah. It's almost like it kind of pushed you to be, to come out of your show in a sense. And, yes. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. And, you know, and, and I'm not, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a work in progress. Right. Um, I'm very much so an introvert. Um, I love my space. Um, I only have two close friends, 
that I deal with, you know, on a regular basis or whatnot. So yes, it's definitely pushing me to connect with other people. And I, I wouldn't think in a million years I'd be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, and I'm private. I'm, I'm a very private person. So it has pushed me to come out mm -hmm. and, you know, speak, so to speak, you know, just, just lift my voice. Um, and just be heard on how I feel about things. And, um, you know, and that's a good thing because people need to hear from women that's going through what they're going through right now. And right. Just, it makes it the path a little bit easier when you're talking mm -hmm. to someone that's been through what you're, what you've been through. And absolutely. Uh, and then it's almost like you go into survival mode too with, with cancer. So you're in survival yes. mode. So you're like, you know what, I'm going to give it all to God. I'm going to, you know, keep, you know, good faith and just keep mm -hmm. pushing. Mm -hmm. um, what are some things that you did to keep your, to keep good faith and to keep fighting? Well, after I fell out and did all of those things and um, it was, I want to say it was my, my son, might've been my oldest. After he said to me, um, I think I may have been talking about, um, uh, insurances and things of that sort and did I have enough would y'all be able to handle would you be able to help your sister handle certain things if you know this turned bad mm -hmm. he stood up he looked at me and he scolded me oh, wow. this child is so laid back till it scared me wow. okay he was like uh, who is this person mm-hmm you know, where's my mother? Yeah. Where is my sister? Mm -hmm. You know, and I just looked at him and he was like, you're not giving up. You're talking like you're giving up. Yeah. You told us we were going to fight. And this doesn't sound like my yeah. superwoman who's ready to fight. So after hearing him say that, and then I just kind of had like a reality check to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been through many things before and it made me really take a look at my life mm -hmm. and God had really been with me the entire time, right. um, brought me through some pretty bad times in my life. And I'm like, what difference is it now? Mm -hmm. Same thing, yeah. same thing. So once I tapped into knowing that he's always been with me and I've never had to go with what, you know, I went through some things, but I, I was brought out of them. Right. Um, once I realized that if I just trust, trust and believe in him, kept myself fed with the word, mm -hmm. um, took the negative things and people from around me and just surround myself with positive people. That was the main thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a church mother I was very close to, um, who explained certain things I was feeling to me, you know, spiritually. Right. It's like I went through a whole spiritual thing, mm -hmm. you know, once I tapped into the faith that I knew I had for God. And um, I read daily. Um, I think I may have sent you healing scriptures or whatnot. Yes. Anytime I felt discouraged, mm -hmm. scared, or any type of negativity that would pop up in my, in my mind. I would take those scriptures out and I would read it mm -hmm. over and over again. So yeah. 
it's like I had to recondition my mind often. Yes. You know, but once I started doing that, I would feel better. I, I wouldn't feel afraid. Mm -hmm. um, if I had to reach out to someone, I did. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say it again. It's good to release whatever it is that you're feeling. You know, if you're feeling afraid of something or, you know, you have to let that stuff out. Right. So it, it was basically me feeding myself, you know, the word and keeping positive people around me. And just I made the conscious decision to just trust God. I didn't care what it was, what I what they told me. The right. doctors thought I was crazy. They <laughs> they literally thought I was crazy. You know, but that that was my choice. Our right. lives. It's it, it's a choice. It it's a choice you make. You're gonna either let cancer take you out, or mm -hmm. you're gonna fight. Right. You're gonna trust God. You're gonna endure your process. You're gonna go through whatever it is that that you have to go through at that particular time. Exactly. You know, and don't lose faith. Right. And like you said, uh, recondition your mind. It's a it's a mental process just as much as it is physical. Yeah. And yes. that's what you have to do. So I'm glad that you point that out. You have to change your mindset. Um, daily. Yeah. Daily. Yes, daily. It's not a one-time thing. You have no. to consistently do it. Yeah. Yes, yes. And sometimes more than once a day. I mean, mm -hmm. whenever you're under attack, whenever you start, then this is my belief. Mm -hmm. When you start turning things over to God. Mm -hmm. And just letting God control it and, and just do that thing in your life. Right. I feel like you're under attack. You become under attack. Right. So strengthening yourself, keeping yourself positive and fed with the word. I, I, I just feel like that will do it. That will keep you going, keep you moving. Because if you stop, that's, I feel that's when cancer really takes control. Yeah. Right. And um, would you say that's what you did when, because breast cancer can bring about a lot of emotions. Oh and would you, say, would you say staying in your, in your Bible and sticking to your faith was how you overcame those, those negative thoughts? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And the people around me encouraging me, yeah. you know, telling me, you know, that things were going to be okay. You know, yes, you have to go through it, but you're going to come out victorious. Right. You know, and um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but um, I actually had a life changing event to happen to me mm -hmm. once I was diagnosed, you know, so. Um, and it was life changing. It was life changing because I had to make the choice right then and there. If I actually believed in the healing, right. you know, um, so, yes, I would say that that's, that's definitely what I did. Yeah. What would you say was your, your highest moment during your journey? And what was maybe the lowest moment during your journey? I'll go with the lowest first. Mm -hmm. I think the lowest was um, acting out uh, to my family. Um, it was a roller coaster ride of emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't want anybody to do anything for me. Um, okay. Like I was angry. I was just angry. And I don't feel like I was quite myself at that time. Yeah. And um, I would go off and stay off to myself, which is not totally a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you have to go away. Um, 
and just deal with yourself. Right. You know, but I was afraid of allowing them to see my vulnerabilities. Mm. That was my lowest point, actually being vulnerable to what was going on with me and allowing my children, my family, my friends to see. Right. Because I'm the strong one. I'm the strong one. Everybody, you know, comes to me. I'm the one that lifts everybody else up. So, okay. oh no, you know, so I would say that that was my lowest point. And you, you kind of have to understand, I didn't really, I may be a little different from everyone, you know, well, everybody's different going mm -hmm. through this. I'll say that. It wasn't so, mu so much as what I was dealing with as far as the cancer mm -hmm. itself. It was more of what, what I was dealing with spiritually. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, um, yeah, I would say that that was my absolute lowest point because um, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not an angry person and um, I definitely don't condone mistreatment. Mm -hmm. But I went through that phase of emotions and it happens. It happens. Right. Yeah. But my highest point I would have to say is um, when I was healed. Mm. Yeah. When I was healed. Um, I would say um, in that moment of experiencing what I experienced as far as the feeling of it all, mm -hmm. um, being told, let, let me say this. Let me try to run through the testimony right quick. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to a revival at my church. I'm mm -hmm. sure you've read it. Yes. And um, a lot of people, my church is pretty big and there were a lot of members there this particular night. We had a guy to come in from, I want to say North Carolina, um, a pastor. And for him to stop in the middle of his sermon mm -hmm. and say, there's one person in here with cancer. One. Right. Are you here? Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So um, I'm there, of course, but I felt like there was a hold on me that wouldn't allow me to say mm -hmm. that I was there. But he came back again and he said, if you can't speak, wave your hands. Because we were already in worship mode, my hands were already up. So I was able to sway my hands. Mm -hmm. So him delivering that to me, telling me that God was going to heal me of the cancer. As many people as was in the church, mm -hmm. I was the only one there wow. with cancer. Wow. And um, it was something. It yeah. was something to experience. So um, I believe that that was, him touching me and feeling what I felt. Um, I felt like I was seasoned. I'm going to be honest about it. it it's, it's almost like I had a seizure or something. I don't know. But um, experiencing what I experienced, that really told me mm -hmm. that God is faithful. God yeah. can do, you know, miraculous things. Yes, and I can. really felt it in my heart that I was healed from that moment. I didn't care what the doctors told me. Mm. 
you know, they told me I was going to have to have all this chemo and um, radiation. Um, they told me a lot of things. Mm -hmm. wow. And I told them, I said, well, okay. Right. I said, you know, I asked God to give me an ease in treatment if I had to have any at all to please give me an ease in treatment. And I believe that. I wrote it down, stuck it in a Bible, prayed about it. And that was that. Yeah. So I said all that to say, um, just accepting, mm -hmm. accepting it, accepting what happened, the yeah. diagnosis, um, reacting to it, and literally just having faith that I was going to be okay. I was going to be able to see my children, my mm -hmm. daughter graduate, right. see my son get married the next year. I was going to be able to do all these things and I was going to also be able to help the next person come behind me mm -hmm. and just have things to hold on. Right. So that was pretty big for me. Yeah. Um, Cause I had never experienced anything like that. Mm -hmm. And um, moving on to deciding that I had to tell the testimony, you mm -hmm. know, um, that was pretty big. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how I was going to do it because I don't like talking to people, you mm -hmm. know, big crowds and right. all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, he showed it to me. And of course, that's where the book came in. Mm -hmm. So um, I think in between all of that and, and finding out everything that I did and just kind of just trusting and believing, yeah. you know, that was my most highest points. Um of getting through with it. Yeah. Of getting through it. I knew that I wasn't alone. Right. That's right. He, he's always with us. Always and, with us. And it's important to, to not only know that, but truly believe in your heart. You know. I believe it. Yep. You have to. That's 100%. Right. Um, you mentioned being a strong black woman. That's, that's kind of pretty much your role in your family. Mm -hmm. That's really the role of every black woman in the family is to be yeah. Strong and superwoman. How did yes. that title and expectation affect you and your ability to accept help? Well, I, I can remember just saying, I have to allow other people to just come in and help me mm -hmm. at this point, at this time. I can't do it. Okay. I knew I couldn't, I could not stand up for the family. Mm -hmm. I had, I had, like I said, raised my children. I had taken care of my grandmother. You know, I was always the force. Mm -hmm. But now I needed to deal with the diagnosis. I needed right. to deal with myself, all the changes. Um, I knew I had to put the cape up. Yeah. You know, um, and I had this talk with, with my family. I was like, you know, I, first off, I apologized mm -hmm. and making them believe that I didn't need them. Yeah. I was going to do this on my own. I'm fine. I'm okay. You know, we go through that too. Right. You right. know, and mm -hmm. we're, we're okay. I can do this, you know, um, just kind of leave me be, let me deal with it my way. Right. You know, but I needed my family. Yeah. I needed them to, to love me, to um, just kind of be there. You know, it, they didn't really have to say anything. 
just be there. I needed right. body there. Yeah. So um, that was my own realization yeah. that I had to sit my little self down and allow, you right. know, my family to be what I was to them so many years. I needed yeah. them to come in and do the same for me. Yeah. And that's good that you were able to come to that conclusion and say, mm -hmm. hey, let me let my family help me because breast cancer, you right. can't, you can't do that alone. You have to have, you, you, you have to. cannot because yeah. I tell you every day is a different experience. Mm -hmm. Every day. It is. And it's so unexpected. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I put the cape up and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't picked it back up either. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, we need that. You know, it doesn't stop just because they tell us we're cancer-free. Oh, right. Right. That, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. But you there you go with the joint pain. I can no longer do the things that, you know, I've been doing. The meds have side effects. Yeah. Um, I mean, we go through so many different emotional things and pains. And, you know, it's not visible. Right. You know, so people tend to think that we're not as bad off as we are. I know I get that yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know, but right. they have no idea. They don't. <laughs> we may look, no we may look good to going through the process, but we are we are going through it a lot. And right. And, and we may we look good going through the process because it's a choice. Right. <laughs> it's a choice you make. You know, I know for me, I made the choice. I'm not going to let this, you know, change me who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, it might change the way I do things, but it's not going to change Natasha. Right. You know, so I keep myself together and, you know, doing, you know, I try to do the things that I love to do. But of course, we have to alter things. Right. You know, it's a choice. It's a choice. You're going to either lay down and let it whoop you or you're going to put your gloves on and fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're choosing to fight. <laughs> we are. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're right. Breast cancer, it not only affects us, but also our families. So how important was it to you for you to tell your children about genetic testing? It was very important. Um, I'm still trying to get them to get it done. Okay. I think they're, they're a bit afraid. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a 23-year-old um, daughter whom mm -hmm. I, matter of fact, just last week, you know, told her when she schedules schedules her um annual to make sure she let them know that she needs okay. that testing done. Right. And um, she's done that. And um, my son as well. Okay. Because um, it's somewhere in the family. Yeah. You know, and um, men are not excluded from this. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's other cancers attached to it. Right. You know, so. You have to, you know, just talk to your families or whatnot. I've even uh, talked to my mother. I've had my mother to um, to get it, you know, done as well. So okay. um, it's very important. Yeah. Very important. Yeah, it is. Um, finding normalcy is also important to breast cancer survivors. How and what did you do to help find your new norm? <laughs> well... <laughs> I think I did a lot of things to find my norm. I think I kind of, um, I've had a double mastectomy. Mm. Um, I chose not to um, try to rebuild them again. I did that, you know, before and it failed. So I had it all removed. 
Uh, I changed the way that um, my new norms, as far as clothing, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't stop wearing what I like to wear, okay. as far as clothing. Right. Um, I just changed how I wore it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I'm going to that because that was a biggie for me. The yeah. shoes, the clothes, the, yeah. you know, because I kind of felt like, you know, I was this little jazzy person and I like to do this, you know, with the clothes and all of that. So right. that was kind of hard for me. Um, accepting, it wasn't quite that hard accepting the fact that I had no breasts, mm -hmm. um, but it did cross my mind about dating. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing for me as as far as follow, you know an, another new norm um would i ever date again uh would yeah, somebody time. accept me mm -hmm. would somebody accept me yeah so um after i kind of just got within myself again you know i did a lot of self realizations with myself yeah. um thinking of who I am as a woman, mm. you know, and I came to realize I'm still me. Right. It changes, you know, our physical, mm -hmm. um, it messes with our minds, all of those things. But again, you have to make the choice yeah. whether or not you're going to let it take everything from you mm. or whether you're going to fight to right. as much normalcy as you can to have it. Right. So I don't try to hide the fact that um, I'm breastless or anything. I have my days um, and I can be a little transparent about it. Yeah. Um, they give us the, what do you call them? The, the prosthetics. The yeah. The prosthetics. Yeah. Yeah. Those. And um, I have those. I have my days where I put them on. Mm -hmm. I have my days that I don't put them on. Right. It just does not. I don't let it define who I am. And if a man is going to be with me. He's going to accept me with all my scars. Right. You know, or they keep it moving. Right. So um, that was one of the things that um, I had to come to terms with. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have, you know, a big issue with that. But um, I had to change, you know, just change wardrobe and things of that sort. And um, everything else is kind of came in. I still do the things that I like to do. Right. I still, Good. you know, travel a little bit. Um, that was one of my big things that I wanted to do. Um, to as normal as I can. I'll just say that. Yeah. You know, so the big thing, the big issue for me was my overall physical. Okay. How was I going to, to still be me? Right. And maneuver through you know, the things that I was already used to. Right. So I just changed it. Yeah. I just changed it. And it's really nothing in particular because I chose to kind of live the same way that I was used to living doing those things. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't, I wasn't afraid to do it. Okay. I wasn't afraid to do it because I've always been confident. So yeah. I didn't allow breast cancer to take my confidence. That's good. You know, um, and it just worked for me that way. Yeah. It just worked for me that That's way. Good.
And, uh, you know, I just, I can tell you that you have tremendous confidence just on how you carry yourself. And, um, you. you know, looked at your social media and um, you're just inspiring. And, you know, just keep, yeah. keep shining. And like you said, if they don't like it, then keep walking. <laughs> Cause, keep walking, you know, I even have a chapter in my book about that. Mm-hmm. Um, where I, I talk about the experience I had with a young man. And, and I do say young man because he's younger than I am. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really surprised mm-hmm. at, you know, his response and his actions um, towards me. And um, anyone that reads that would truly be inspired, you know, to, to date because real men are not going to Mm-hmm. feel one way or another about that. Right. They're going to see you. Sh- they're going to see that this woman here, mm-hmm. you know, right. is a strong black woman or, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not going to be what we kind of tell ourselves it's going to be. Right. But that's the fear. That's yeah. the fear of it. it that's is. the fear of it. it you is. know, so you can't be afraid to date. Just date. Just date. Yeah. But, but I will say this. You have to, well, for me, I chose to be up front. Okay. That's what I, I don't yeah. put all this stuff on and date the person. Then six months later, you take all of it off and they're like, you know, what happened? You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Right. So um, with um, John Coffee is, mm-hmm. is, is my little pet name for the guy in my book. With him, I think on our first date, actual date. I yeah. sat him down and I told him yeah. that I was a breastless beauty. That's just how I said it. Mm-hmm. You I know? And um, I said, it doesn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change anything about me being a woman. Right. And you deal with that, you know, and his response, you know, was he didn't care anything about that. All he saw was this beautiful queen sitting in front of him, you know? So you have to give them a chance. Right. Give yourself a chance and give the guy a chance. Yeah. To, I like that. Yeah. 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 And I needed to hear that because I'm single. <laughs> so I, that's, that's crossed my mind too. Just, you know, those questions like, you know, are they going to like me or are they going to be, you know, how are they going to accept, you know, that part of me? So, yeah. Well, I tell you, I'm dating now. Mm-hmm. And he accepts it. You know, he just, he, he, he constantly tells me um, how strong I am and he's with me 100% of whatever it is I got going on or whatever it is I want to do or uh, doctor's appointments, you know, anything. Yeah. So you just have to give yourself a chance to experience it mm-hmm. and give the guy a chance to, to prove himself as being a man who's going to accept you and embrace you and, mm-hmm. Y'all just be happy. Enjoy the moment. Right. I enjoy every moment. I don't focus on, oh, whether I'm going to get married and this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. I don't focus on all that. I enjoy on the moment of what I'm doing at, at that particular time because we're not promised tomorrow. Right. Right. I make the best out of every day and every moment. Yeah. That's so that's Just give yourself the opportunity to experience it. Yeah. Don't hold back. Just go for it. Right. <laughs> and that's what that's what I have to do. That's what I'm going to do. What can yes. you say has been the biggest help 
that may that may help the next breast cancer survivor? What has helped you the most that you can share and might help someone else? As far as getting through? Yeah, just just through their journey. You know, what um what are some things that you know helped you that can help the next person? Stay true to yourself, number one. Mm -hmm. Um don't I wouldn't focus on everybody else and what they think mm -hmm. and what they say. Um, do what's best for you. Yeah. You know, you have to do what's best for you. Uh, keep all of the negative things out of your ear gate. Right. Um, or I would do this or you should do this or no, you do what it is that best, that's best for you. Right. And I mean, I mean that as far as anything. Mm -hmm. um, even with the doctors, you know, they have the tendency of pushing things on you and saying that, you know, like they told me, uh, you're going to be depressed. They told me I would be depressed mm -hmm. because I'm young mm -hmm. and you're going to need your cleavage and I don't need none of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. You know, crazy. Told them. Yeah. And I told them, I said, I'm not worried about any of that, you know, mm -hmm. so just stick to what you feel, you know. Um, I say pray about everything, yeah. any choices, any decisions you have to make, mm -hmm. um, and live. Right. Don't stop living. Yeah. Do not stop living. Keep pushing. Every day that you're able to get up, mm -hmm. put your clothes on, get yourself together, get out and do something. Don't just sit stagnant at home. Mm -hmm. um, Walling in the woes of the world, you know, yeah. and what I can do and what I can't do. Right. You never know if you can do it if you don't get out there and try. Right. That's true. Just move. Get up, get out, get moving. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Just keep going and have faith. Trust in God. You know, everybody don't feel that way, you know, um, spiritually. Mm -hmm. But for those who do, I would say, Give whatever it is that you're dealing with, give it to God, whether it's the cancer, uh, other illnesses, something in your personal life, mm -hmm. give it to God and trust that he will move you through it. Yes. Yeah. You have to do that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's perfect yes. advice. That's right. You have to. And have to. it's almost, I feel like there's, there's no way I would have been able to get through breast cancer without God. And, right. um, so, yeah, lean on him. <laughs> lean on him. Yes, for everything. For everything. Yeah. Yes, you have to. Define the meaning of willpower to you. What was the moment you would say that willpower activated in your life? The moment they told me that the breast cancer was rare, um, I want to say it's PAL2 okay. gene mutation. It's a rare mutation. Yeah. Um, and I went to thinking about the chemo and how chemo takes mm -hmm. the life out of, you know, some people that get it. I decided when they told me that, when they got my numbers back and they told me that my numbers were pretty low. Mm -hmm. um, I think it might have been a 12 or somewhere around 
12 to 20. And um, they was like, well, you know, you're going to have some pretty rough days. You know, this is the doctors talking or whatnot. I was determined mm -hmm. not to have any bad days like they were talking, like they yeah. were talking. I have my bad days, but not like the ones the doctors were telling me, mm -hmm. you know. So, again, you have to decide what you're going to do. Yeah. And lay down and take it, you know, um, your treatments. Or you're gonna push. Mm -hmm. You're gonna push. Yeah. So willpower to me is having the faith number one and the, the just the drive, the the, the motivation to mm -hmm. not allow it to take you. Right. Like I was determined not to just fall weak. Mm. That was my main thing, not falling weak to it. Yeah. I I didn't sit here on the, the computer and do all the research. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, we have to be informed. We have to be informed of what they've told us. Um, it's good to look up certain things and all of that. But right. me sitting and just contemplating on cancer mm -hmm. itself, I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't riddle my mind with all the different types of cancer, the different levels of cancer, the, you know, of course, the coming back was set, you know, that sets in anybody's mind. Right. But willpower to me is just moving, mm. deciding not to let it. I just made the decision not to let it take me. Yeah. You're not taking me away from my kids. Yeah. You're not taking my life away from me. Yeah. And I would say that every day. And that motivated me. Yeah. You know, to get up. Right. Whereas sometimes you might just want to lay there. You might want to just lay there and cry. Right. Waddle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't do that. I got up. Yeah. You have to, you have to just keep pushing. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Pushing just. It's stuck in my mind. Yeah. You know, that's the willpower for me. Just yeah. not taking what has been told to you. Right. Just keep pushing it. Just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. Even if it even if it's a little bit, you know, you, your energy might not be the same every day. So whatever right. little energy that you have, just take that little bit and like you said, just keep pushing. You know, keep pushing. Just keep pushing, keep pushing moving. Mm -hmm. Uh changing your mindset um, yeah. believing in you believe that you can overcome it mm -hmm. you know yeah. you know if if we sit and think that we can't do something then we're not going to do it right right but if you constantly tell yourself oh i'm gonna do this yeah you know and you have god on your side yeah you can do it you can do that's it right. that's right so me living my life was my me thinking of all the things that I set forth for myself mm -hmm. and living was my willpower. Mm -hmm. You know, watching these kids do the things that I've taught them to do, mm -hmm. you know, that I've, I've put in them to do. Uh, like, like I said, finish school, uh, set your foundations before you 
you have children and things like that. And then you're waiting on the grands and, mm -hmm. you know, right. all those things go on in my mindset. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my willpower. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you so much for that, for sharing that. Um, I want to read a little piece of your book. Okay. Okay. This is the chapter, Faith Over Fear, My Testimony of God's Healing. Mm -hmm. I had never felt what I was feeling, never in my life. I know now I was experiencing God's presence and God's healing over my body through the Holy Spirit. While trying to get myself together, I could see a blur of a fellow church members around me, one in particular, Miss Sister Rosemary Mary Daniels, who had been with like a mother and mentor and inspiration to me for some time now. I could see her moving rather quickly, kneeling to the floor beside me. As she kneeled, she placed her arms around me, lifted my head, rocked me into the comfort of her arms and said to me, Daughter, I knew it. I knew God was going to heal you. And she began to praise God. That moment was, I was like, wow. You know, because that was the moment where you made the decision in your mind that you're going to be healed. You accepted what God was telling you. And that was the, the turning point for me in your book um, where you decided to, like you said, live and just keep pushing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the name of her book is Enduring the Process, My Faith Versus Breast Cancer. Okay, and Natasha, where can we find, where can they find your book to purchase it? Um, they can go to Amazon. It, it okay. is on Amazon. Um, or they can, you know, if they're on social media at Natasha Moore, any of the social media platforms, um, they're more than welcome to just inbox me, send me a message. Or they can email me at orthonatashamore um, dot gmail dot com. Um, they can order it that way um, online. Okay, okay, excellent. So go, please. I, I read the book. I felt even more inspired um, and motivated to in process my own journey. So, ladies, please purchase this book. You won't be disappointed. Um, and I just appreciate you, Natasha, for being here. And sharing your journey, your experiences, and I, I just feel enlightened right now, just after our, our conversation. So thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right, you all. Be encouraged. Love her well. Bye-bye.